There are secrets out there, guys, performance marketing secrets, and knowing just one or two of them can absolutely light up your funnels. Let's go. This is the Revenue Driven CMO. I'm your host, Chris Mechanic. Join me as I uncover the secrets of the world's most elite CMOs marketing leaders. The Revenue Driven CMO is sponsored by Web Mechanics, the AI-driven performance agency that makes you smarter. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of Revenue Driven CMO. I'm your main man, Chris Mechanic, here with a really interesting and exciting guest. Uh, This is a, a marketer, an amazing marketer, who's been recognized by Business Insider, Hello Partner, Apili, as one of the most influential and innovative marketing execs in the industry. Uh, And in fact, the most important marketing tech executive of 2021 per uh, Business Insider. She currently leads global marketing for a company that uh, was recently awarded by G2, um, G2, formerly G2 Crowd, but now G2, best software awards in 2022 as one of the top 50 marketing products um over 18 years of experience in global b2b marketing with a focus on SaaS, performance category creation and creativity Uh, she's a member of the forbes communication council currently serving as cmo of impact.com ladies and gentlemen welcome miss christy garcia to the show how are you christy I'm doing well with an introduction like that. I'm, I have to catch my breath. I think, thank you so much. Such <laughs> a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Well, you deserve it. And I can also tell, I think you and I have kind of a vibe. Like I just like talking to you also in general. Yeah. So like you're this, you know, big, important executive um, and everything, <laughs> but like you also just seem really cool. So that's awesome. Thanks. Uh, you're, you're pretty cool too. <laughs> thank you. Well, Christy, you know that we like to lead with value here on the show. We like to jump right into it. So why don't you tell everybody what's one of your best kept secrets to marketing success? Well, I think it's no secret to anyone that consumer consumer behavior and buying has changed. And so my biggest secret to success is tap into other people's communities, leverage influencer marketing, leverage partnerships. You can create yeah. your own community and people do, and it takes years and it, it, it's an owned audience. Um, but if you don't have time for that, or if you don't have that already, you can get that just by working with with partners, with influencers, um, yeah. with other businesses. So yeah. that's my biggest secret to success is branch out and, and make some partners. Yeah. Do you know Jay Abraham? Have you heard of him? It sounds familiar. Yes. Yeah. So he's like an author, speaker, business guru type guy. Um, but I've been following him for many years. Very smart guy, just sort of like a genius. And he always says, "Whoever, whatever customers you want, somebody else already has them as customers. Mm-hmm. So like you can bang your head against the wall and try to cold call them or try to, but like, or you could just partner with the people that already have those relationships yeah. and just, you know, leapfrog in that way. It's really, it's, it sounds like a genius because that is a really smart strategy and one that I think marketers can forget sometimes when we get caught up in our own channel mix. Um, yeah. But it, it is really important because the way that consumers are buying now is they're listening to their trusted friends and advisors and, and their favorite publishers even. They're doing yeah. research before they buy. And in order to be in all those places where you're your consumer is looking, you have to be partnered with those audiences. There's no other way. Your ads won't get you there. So very yeah. smart 
smart advice and, and something that I've seen work really well for everyone from Fortune the top 10 fortune companies um, to mom and pop shops down the street, individuals even. Um, yeah. A really smart way to grow. And you see these types of affiliations and associations in real life too, like how there's like a Starbucks, you know, in your local Safeway, there's a Starbucks there. Yeah. Or there's like a Chase Bank, you know, right. inside of the grocery store. Yeah. I, I think back to like the Barbie movie and how everyone was freaking out about the ad campaign. It was all partnerships. They partnered with Google. They partnered with every major fashion brand to create something pink and unique. Um, they partnered with Vegas pools to turn the pools pink. Um, they had all sorts of different partnerships, but that's why they were so everywhere. And um, and I think it's it's a new way of marketing. It's a very old way of marketing, but in, in some ways, the technology has caught up to make it a very new way to grow very quickly. Yeah. So, um, well, I have so many questions. Uh, but um, my first question, I guess, is how did you come to discover this? Like, did you use this in your own career at some point along yes. the way? Or yeah, recently- where did you learn this? I, I we have been tapping into communities with ads. We've been banging our heads against the wall to a certain extent. We started working with influencers. We started working with our clients. We started partnering with associations. Um, we've saved money. Uh, we've seen much bigger uh, scale, broader scale. Um, and even things like pipeline velocity have improved because people, it's an automatic introduction. It's like when you're trying to get a new job at a company, you could apply, but you could also just look on LinkedIn and see if you have any connections in common and reach out to them and say, Hey, I'm yeah. trying to get a job. That's how I view this world of, of partnerships. And, and yeah. for me, I've used it in my personal life so many times. It's, it's, it's a form of networking to a certain extent, but it is tapping into audiences. So why not do that in your business world too? Um, yeah. It's, it's like a me. cheat code. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit of a cheat code. Um, okay. And then my next question is how might one go about doing this? So suppose that you're a CMO or you're a marketer, you know, at another company and say it's, so I think it, you know, it could be relatively easy for certain types of companies. Like it's just kind of obvious who you ought to be partnering with. But say that you're like a B2B professional services company, right? Like how would you even go about creating a plan for this and then and then bringing that forth to execution? I think that's a great suggestion. I'll give an example of HubSpot B2B, right? Not professional mm -hmm. services, but pretty well-known B2B company, tech company. Yeah. Um, they wanted to work with in influencers, B2B influencers. And so these are people who are... Um, speaking on stages. These are these are influencers on LinkedIn. Um, these are people that are doing software reviews on YouTube. Uh, these are people that are part of big communities or leaders in those communities. Um, and so they started working with these different types of B2B influencers. And we always think of Kim Kardashian or like, you know, like a beauty blogger or something like this, but they, they really saw the potential and the value in the B2B influencing space. And they actually grew their revenue or their partnership revenue 50% year over year just by working with different types of, of b2b influencers and so once you can identify who they are what your who your audience is first and foremost and and who they're listening to where they're going online to find information what they're watching who they're talking to um you can you can get involved in all of those different areas and sort of reach your consumer through a warm introduction instead of a cold display ad or email or however you want to reach them without partnerships 
Yeah. So then what's the value prop? So HubSpot, you know, so identifying the influencers is half the battle, right? right? Because like, you know, if you're an accounting firm or like if you're in some obscure kind of financial space that caters to some niche Uh, Mm -hmm. in the market i think finding the influencers might be half the battle but then let's let's say that you find them then how do you approach them like what's the value prop why would they want to associate with you it's a great question so the way that it works um in my experience and so i've been in this partnership space uh for transparency for about 10 years or so um and so the way that it traditionally works is if they were to, in this example of B2B, of this example of HubSpot, they wanted to increase the number of paid subscribers that they had. So what they were doing is they were paying out to their partners anytime they drove a qualified paid subscriber. So these influencers were making money by referring business and by referring traffic. So in, in the world of influencer in, in beauty and fashion and B2C, you may think of influencers as, you know, trying to sell product or trying to drive awareness for a product. It's it's the same thing in B2B. It's just different methods. But the value for them is, is if they particularly like the software, then they're actually telling their audience something that they already believe. And that's true. And that's the best form of partnership is when it comes from a place of authenticity. So you find these leaders that are already using the platform, already using the software, and you say, hey, would you like to get paid for promoting it? And it's sort of a no-brainer to them. Mm, That's smart. So to focus on, so like if you have existing customers or clients that love you and have an audience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, Yeah. No, that's that's like a cheat code on top of a cheat code. Yeah. Because then you you probably don't even need to give them much in the way of talk tracks or you know marketing material like they can already talk about it because they use it and our advice is to not give them talk tracks and marketing material because it's the same thing back to that introduction into a new company or you want someone to introduce you to their new friends you're not going to tell them what to say hi i'm christy make sure that they know that i'm exactly five seven and that i'm in marketing like i mean you're not going to do that so why would you do that in the business world like they know how to talk to their audience they built it so we actually say hands off. Like if you find a good partner, sure. Like give them your objectives and the things that you want, but let them create it and don't treat them like an ad because it's not, it's, it's a, it's a partnership. It's it's something that needs to be real and it needs to feel real to everyone who's seeing it. Um, and it, it happens when it is real. Like when you actually like a product or a service or a company, like that's, that actually sells it better than you ever could because third-party validation and people, the way people are shopping, it's, it's through this trusted third-party validation. Like even the listicles, I always go back to this top 10 gifts to buy new moms article. Like those are all partnerships. Those are affiliate links embedded in the content so that anytime someone sees that, oh, look, number one is this OPA baby. So I'm going to go buy that. When you click on the link, um, that publisher is getting a commission. So they're, they're actually partnering with those brands also. And they, they don't, especially the big publishers like CNN and New York times, they don't just write things because they get paid for them. They only write about products that they actually care about and use. So it's, it it comes back to that authenticity thing, which is why treating it like advertising just does not work. Um, But once you can establish like the best practices, finding the right partners, which is difficult, we do recommend looking at platforms that have marketplaces. Um, Those are, 
those are businesses like like mine and others that have um, opt-in, free opt-in for anyone who wants to be a partner. You can search through the marketplaces. You can find those partners based on particular criteria. There's even AI components that make recommendations based on who you are and things that we've seen work well in the past. And so then you can identify one to hundred thousand partners um, and you can kind of go off to the races through through that way but it's all within the platform interesting so other companies that have marketplaces would be like hubspot shopify yeah um smart target like they all have what's called you know these retail media networks now where they can sell ad space because they have their own audience um and so there's a lot of different marketplaces out there um where you can find lots of businesses and lots of individuals who are looking for a partnership i see so you're not saying to approach walmart you're saying to approach the the vendors and the retailers listed on walmart or walmart themselves they they sell ad space on their website um, for things like their own vendors to buy. Um, so you can partner with Walmart or you could partner with any of the small businesses or large businesses partnered with Walmart. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, uh, my micro mind is moving into like the tracking and attribution, uh, category. That's so right. say that I'm, say that I'm Seth Godin, right? I'm like a big marketing influencer and I love HubSpot. And I'm talking about them on stage with a thousand people. Like, how do I, how does Seth or how does HubSpot know that Seth sent the traffic? Yeah. So there are other ways to pay out for situations like that. Um, So there's something like flat fee payments. And that's also how a lot of B2B and B2C influencers are paid. I want you to pay me for my content, period. And that's okay, right? Because how much would you pay to have your company's name mentioned on that stage in front of a thousand people, right? Now you have it even better because you're not the one mentioning it on stage. Someone else is mentioning it on stage. So it seems even more, you know, authentic and real. Um, And so the payment for that, you know, pick your price, how much would you pay for that? And that's what you would pay as a flat fee. So there, there is some offline online tracking attribution creativity that exists. Um, but there are ways to match online to offline also, but in that situation, it would probably be something like a flat fee. I'm going to pay you X to, to, uh, promote my business at this conference. I see. Do you see oftentimes like, uh, um, like they would create a special offer for Seth Godin, like 10% off. And then he would be like, go to Seth Godin slash HubSpot and like that'll redirect and be tracked that way. Yeah. And it's funny you should mention that because I just read an article today talking about inserts and how inserts are coming back as like everything old is new again in marketing. What used to be considered traditional is working. Um, But yeah, you could put like an insert into the event booklet that says 10% off, use this code. Or he could say something from stage to say, go to this particular website. Maybe it's a vanity URL that only he knows. So there's a lot of different ways you can track it if that's what you want to do. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Well, uh, this has inspired me, honestly. I think we need to have our own partner network and be partnered up with um, others. But at the same time, there's dozens of tools and tech that we use, including HubSpot, and we're partnered. We're HubSpot partners. There you go. Yeah, already. So um, <laughs> we don't have like an affiliate link, but you know, we send deals like in, in the offline world. Uh, you should get and then that we service up. those, those clients too, yeah. but yeah. we get a nice commission check every quarter from it. That's great. That's how yeah. it should be. Yeah. Um, but now I'm thinking, so 
you know, HubSpot we use all the time. We mention it on the, our blog all the time, I'm sure. Like those, we could probably get credit for those. But then there's a hundred others. Like we use SEMrush and SpyFu yeah. and a Ahrefs and, you know, all these different tools that we're using. Yep. So it's, it's like opportunities, definitely opportunities for partnerships there. It's funny because the average consumer is getting so much smarter about this. I was at Target the other day and they have t-shirts that have um, like graphic, you know, prints on them. And it's like Mountain Dew or like NBC or like, you know, it's it's logos that you recognize. And I actually heard someone say, why am I paying to, to buy this? They should be paying me to wear it. I mean, I think people are yeah. really catching on now that there's, there's an opportunity to make money through, you know, real life marketing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And this topic is near and dear to my heart too, because I actually got my start as an affiliate marketer. Did you? Really? I, I was an SEO. I had like a niche, a niche blog you know, many, many moons ago. Um, the early adopter, but smart. the way that I, the way that it was monetized was because I had no products of my own. Yep. So I basically just went and found good products and, you know, affiliate links. And yep. I still, I still make money off that, even though I haven't touched it for like 15 years. That's the beauty of it is it's also passive income. Um, once you create a good, I mean, everyone who does PR knows this. Once you create a good article, it's out there forever. Yeah. Uh, and the same is true with those affiliate links that you can make money for forever just from one really good post. Yeah. So any marketers, any in-house marketers listening, um, look into it, get yourself an affiliate program or a partnership program. Do they call it affiliate in the B2B space or is it they more do. like partnership? They do. It's, it's both. I think people use the, the terms interchangeably, um, affiliate marketing or, or partnerships. I think partnerships, I, I always view it to have a little bit more of a, like unlimited like a channel model. partnership. Yeah, because you don't necessarily have to use an affiliate model or an affiliate themselves. Like influencer marketing would count as a partnership, but really traditionally wouldn't be considered affiliate marketing. So I I, I call it the world of partnerships, but it, it's the same it's the same premise. It's it's working with partners to get paid for promotion. Yeah. So uh, marketers listening, this is low hanging fruit. This is powerful. This is lucrative. It should absolutely be part of your mix. Um. And also think about it from the other side. Like you can make a nice little income mm -hmm. uh, if you have an audience of any type. You know, if you've got a podcast, if you've got an email list, if you've got a website, even, you know, that generates a thousand or two thousand visits a month. Hey, nothing wrong with making a couple hundred bucks a month on autopilot. No, you know, absolutely. It's and they, really you easy. Be, you should be paid for it, right? Yeah, seriously, totally. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's switch gears here. I want to talk about impact a little bit. Sure. Um, they're a big deal of a company. <laughs> You've been there for some time too. It looks yeah. like around five years. Yeah, just but over. um, looks like you picked up a hundred million bucks in funding um late last year. Congrats. Thank you. And that's uh around three. So that would make a total of like 360 million in total funding, which is huge. 2,300 employees, 3.358 million monthly site visits, which is 10% growth month over month, according to similar web. That's a oh, lot wow. of visits. That's a lot of visits. Yes. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Thank you for that information. I'll have to check yeah. out. Similar web. But, um, 
and I am somewhat familiar, I kind of get it, but for everybody listening that, you know, may not be too familiar, give us just like a little overview. What is it you guys are doing over there? Sure. Uh, Impact.com is a partnership technology platform. We call it a partnership management platform. And essentially, it is a one-stop shop for all things partnerships. You can go and discover, find, uh, contract with partners. You're looking for influencers who have an audience of, you know, 30 to 45-year-old females in a particular location. You can find that. Uh, Oh, wow. It's It's got the discovery engine. So That's you can right. find the partnerships. You can find the partnerships. If you're if you're a B2B and you're looking for other businesses that are interested in partnering, there's an option for that also. So you can go and find what you're looking for. The contracting tools are right there. So you can just start your agreement. Then you're exchanging assets, right? So if I'm uh, working with a B2B influencer and I'm saying, you have a website and I, I have some assets I'd like to send to you, you, you send it all through the platform or you, you, know, you can message each other through the platform and then you start working together and the tracking starts picking up. And where mm-hmm. like impact.com really excels is in the tracking and reporting portion of it, because being able to track everything, you have to have look back windows and there's last click versus first. There's all sorts of different attribution rules and logic that lives within. A lot of that can be set up. It's very flexible. So you can kind of set that up yourself, but um, that's what the platform does. And then after the you know the campaign or the action is complete, we're paying through the platform also. So it has mm-hmm. a payment processing capability in it too. So everything is right there. Communication, tracking, attribution, payment, finding creators, you know, working with them or partners, not just creators. Um, So we have an affiliate marketing platform for that. And we also just recently released an influencer marketing platform. So any type of partner that you're looking for across the board, B2B, B2C influencers or or anything like that, they're in the platform. And that's how the company... um, that's that's the product. Company's been around for a really long time, and um, like you said, we we have a, a big group of people now working here. Uh, we have offices in I think twenty three different countries, wow, uh, or twenty three different locations at least. Some some within the U.S. Um, so yeah, the the company is growing. Uh, we hit the unicorn status a couple of years ago, and and so we're uh, we're just trying to become profitable and efficient and, you know, work on all the things that you're hearing all the other businesses working on too right now. But uh, it's yeah. been a company five and a half years there and uh, two, almost two in the the CMO uh, spot. So I've, I've been very happy. That's awesome. Wow. So, so basically what we were talking about just now, like affiliate model, partnership model, impact provides the tools uh, as well as the controls to basically manage that at scale. Everything from finding the partners to paying them and everything in between, basically. That's right. And it packages start at $30. So it's definitely affordable for anyone. Oh, really? Well, wow. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was like a, a like a four-figure monthly kind of a thing. Yeah, it, it has capability to be that large, um, especially for the big companies that we work with. But uh, even if your transaction volume is like, Ten dollars a month online, like that's that's still something that we can work with. Uh, so wow. it, can be, it can be any individual, um, and again, we work with you know Walmart and and a lot of the big Fortune uh, retailers also. Interesting, interesting. Okay, well, that's really good to know because I, for whatever reason, I was under the impression that it was like you know a pretty hefty expense to get to get going. 
It was. We recently created a, a package that that makes more sense um, for some people. So there's there's a five hundred dollar a month package, and then there's a thirty dollar a month package, um, and then it goes up from there. Wow. Okay, that's awesome. So that just like takes all of the leftover barriers away, basically. Like, there's absolutely no reason to do it, and um, and I do. I think that the time has come, and I've been predicting that like the affiliate model in the B2B space will will come like for the last like two or three years I've been predicting that yeah. and it well, still hasn't seemed to like really hit to the point where like you know your Joe Schmo kind of mom and pop B2Bs are, are doing it or thinking about it it's it's coming I mean it might not be this year it might not be this next year but now is the time it just makes so much sense it makes sense. And it's a time where consumers have never been more distracted. Ads have never been more expensive. The competition has never been tougher. Um, in a lot of ways, people say this is the best time to be a marketer. And it is because of the technology and, and the opportunities. But man, it is difficult to be a marketer too right now, um, yeah. especially with the impending recession and, and you know budgets. And there's always questions about marketing's value. And so I think that there's um, just a, just a, a encouragement to all the marketers out there to keep going because it's it's not easy, but um, there are opportunities. And if you take up you know partnerships, that's that's an extension of your team. You don't have to hire for that. That's other people doing the work for you in some cases. So it does help um, in in that regard too, especially during times when you don't have the same budget power that you used to maybe now you're only paying based on actions and that's something in the b2b space that would be very welcomed um can you imagine only paying for ads if they work yeah so that be right so yeah. that's that's the, that's the, the opportunity with partnerships and b2b so I'm, I'm with you i think it's just a matter of time before people start realizing that they it, it's it's basically too expensive at this point to, to keep competing on the same social platforms that everyone else is uh you yeah know, Outside and, the box, you know. and uh most of the like the more advanced b2c's are already doing it and we have yeah. several um b2c clients that have big and uh profitable affiliate networks and it's it's usually their most efficient channel because yeah. like they set the payouts you know so they they might not be able to control like the scale of it the way that you can with ads but you know for whatever it is that you're getting you're paying the right price for it Exactly. Exactly. Cool. Well, um, that's awesome. It sounds like you guys have a lot of uh, great stuff going. Tell me some. Tell me some of the biggest win stories so far. Like, what are you most proud of in your in your tenure there? Well, when I started, there were six marketers. Now there's seventy. So wow. we've grown quite a bit. Ten um, x in five years. That's yeah. a fast growth rate. Yep. And the team went from contributing about 20% of the company's revenue to over 90% on a first touch basis and 50% wow. on the last touch basis. So the marketing wow. team is the growth engine. And oh I'm very, my goodness. Yeah. Mic drop right there. Thank you. It, it took a long, a long time, but I have a really fantastic team. And so my other big secret to success is treat your team right and they'll treat you right and, and uh, invest in your team, take care of them. Because uh, having really strong marketers on the team that have been there for a long time, that take leadership spots, that train others, um, they're the top performers on the team. And so my big rule is I don't hire above a director level. I want everyone on my team to have an opportunity to move up. 
Um, but it's, it's really about taking care of them right now <laughs> more than anything else um, for me, at least. Well, that's awesome. That's the mark of a good leader, I think. Thanks. Well, that's your top priority. Well, you have to. Um, nowadays, like competition is tough. The market is tough. Um, but you know, there's there's a lot of opportunities when you're when you stay in the same place sometimes, and you you do have that growth. That's what happened to me at the company, and so it's it's a matter of me passing it on in my mind. It's it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. That's a good. That's a good. Um a good policy i think like don't hire above the director level and allow allow for a chance for your own teams to fill in yeah because like in our world we didn't do that on purpose necessarily we were more like of the bootstrapped variety so we just train like in the early days we would hire you know for aptitude and attitude and just train 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 um but but to this day like our most senior leaders are the people that were like you know interns in in the the basement yeah yeah well it's that that's the truth in our in our company too it's funny the people who are like fighting the fights at at an entry level they they end up being the leaders of the company yeah yeah interesting cool well um what channels i feel like i might not even have to ask but like what's driving your economic engine like what are your top channels I, I, I attribute a lot of it to content, actually. Um, oh. I, I'll say that, yes, partnerships are a big part of it, but um, we are, a, if nothing else, a very strong content marketing team. We do about 80 pieces of content each half, um, so 40 pieces a quarter. Um, and that could be anything from an infographic to a blog post to a research paper. So I think every everything starts with good, helpful educational content. Mm-hmm. Um, and as long as you can put it out there and give it out for free, um, start driving education awareness around the opportunity, around the category, um, and then eventually around your business. So that's what's worked well for us. And it, it does come in the form of ads, but it's it's typically thought leadership, um, native, and we do a lot of email marketing also. So um, it's it's definitely multi-channel i can't say that there's one in particular that's working the best out of all of them i think it's a matter of touches and touch points the more Mm -hmm. touch you can create the the longer uh you'll stay in in mind for your consumer so uh, we try to create a lot of touch points through content yeah and then i guess it's the content probably that fuels those other channels right like what you're sending out via email is content everything yes we we like to do really creative and interesting things too so we'll we were the first ones in, in a long time i think to jump on the uh direct mail bandwagon right before covid and then of course now no one's no one you don't have anyone's home addresses but sending things to offices was was really fun for a while and different because no one was doing that gifting and b2b yeah. uh, so yeah there's there's a number of different traditional channels that we're looking at also oh cool what are you doing on native i'm curious just distributing so, content or yeah yeah so we c- will create like ads that are talking about content or talking about whatever the experience is like we did uh, i'll give an example we did um a campaign called advertising is dead because we target marketers and obviously that's going to raise a couple eyebrows um so people were interested in our ads said you know you won't click on this 
like studies say you won't click on this or this is an annoying ad or, you know, something like that to draw attention. And then when they got to the landing page, it was actually a microsite that taught them. Um, it, it was like a whodunit, who killed advertising. And so they had to go through all of this different like clue, clue like the, like the game and to figure out who killed advertising. And then at the end, they get an ebook. So stuff like that, we try to do, we try to keep it interesting and exciting. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And if you can fit a native ad that, that is making fun of ads, surrounded by ads it, it does stand out so that, that i was love cool. that thanks it's who fun. killed ads that's great yeah um so native and you're in terms of ad spend also on i would imagine google and linkedin we're heavy on linkedin that's our, heavy our on big LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. yeah we cool. are cool and do you do is that mostly like a content distribution play or is that like sort of campaign like who killed ads type stuff or both both both. we're um we're launching another similar creative campaign like that for cmos Um, eventually the website's going to be marketingishard.com and so we're going to be talking to other cmos about their challenges and things that they're they're struggling with hopefully that you know we can all come together as cmos and 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 help each other with our challenges that's that that's the goal um so it doesn't always have to be a direct response campaign it doesn't always have to be promotional about your business it's about making connections it's about being creative um getting your name out there and partnering with others that's mm. really cool really impressive thank you yeah it's a, it's a fun topic it's a fun to talk about for me so yeah awesome well um it sounds like you guys are kicking kicking ass and taking names, uh, but I'm sure it's not all wine and roses. What are some of the challenges that you're facing now or what's keeping you up at night? Yeah, the challenges are breaking into an industry to a certain extent uh, where there's already market leaders, where challenge your brand and influencer. So that's something that in my mind is, is a lot of a challenge, but it's a fun challenge. So when you're coming in at the at kind of as a new kid on the block, you, you can be a little provocative, you can be a little fun, you can be a little controversial. Um, and so that's that's basically the, the fun that we're going to have with it. But it is a challenge when there are already market leaders there uh, and you're the challenger brand. I would say the other is explaining marketing and, 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 and continuing the internal campaign that we have around marketing, which every marketing leader has to do. Um, explaining, you know, it's not just ads or it's not just this, it's not just events. Um, there's strategy around it. There's lots of touch points um, and continuing to prove the value of marketing so that I can, uh, you know, grow the company even more um, th- and, and things like that. So that's, those are two of my challenges. And the third, I would say is it's a fear that I have around retention just because I, I like I do, I have a great team. So I, I'm always thinking about ways that I can keep them happy and productive and give them challenges so that they don't get bored in their role. Um, we do have an opportunity at our company. It's very innovative and entrepreneurial. So you can try new things and you don't have to be afraid. Um, I always say it's like a, like a soft landing and that's what I provide. And I want to provide for my team so that they try new things because otherwise no one tries anything when there's fear, um, or when there's some strict, you know, repercussion for making a bad decision. I think it's really important that you're allowing your team to try new things, uh, even things that make you a little uncomfortable. Uh, and, yeah. and marketing leaders keep trying new things because there's no there's no right one way to do it. Every company is different and every company is going to succeed differently. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. So um, I was confused by the new kid on the block uh, comment, though, because you guys, you seem to be very well established and entrenched. You mean just in the influencer space? 
Yeah, in the influencer space, there's um this is ta- this this space is taking off. Uh, a Goldman Sachs article said it was influencer marketing is going to be worth half a trillion dollars by 2027. Half a trillion dollars. Wow. Like, How mean, much is it, it worth now? It's absurd. It's in the it's in the billions. Uh, obviously, I just don't know exactly how much. I think the last I saw it was like seventy or seventy five billion. But it's it's not you know it's not insignificant. Um, this channel is taking off, and yeah. so I would say if if you're in B two B, there there's opportunities for you. Do not count, discount the influencer channel. But being the new kids on the block, we are we are definitely making a name for ourselves, and we want to come out you know really big. Um, yeah. Even though- on the affiliate side, we, we are, and we have been in, in business for quite a while. And so what's the distinction in your mind, sorry, brief tangent, but um, between affiliate and influencer? Because I was thinking like influencers could be affiliates where they get paid based on sales, or they could be, you know, you just pay them X per post or, yeah. or Y per speech. That's but what's the, um, what's the distinction? Is it like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Why do you yeah, view them no, as a, being so distinctly different? So influencers, by by large, uh, don't want to be salespeople, and so they do tend to uh, prefer the flat fee payment. So that's a paying for content approach. Um, if you talk to different creators and influencers, they'll tell you, "I actually like both. I like to be paid upfront, and then I want a performance element mm-hmm. on top." Oh, my gig, I need to. Yeah. Why not? Right. So, um, but not a lot of affiliate uh, marketing uh, companies are able to do flat fee payments because the the payment for affiliate marketing is CPA. It's called it's by performance. Um, so we're fortunate that that's something that our technology allows for. But but the difference in affiliate and influencer, of course, influencers is primarily social media only. Social media, um, but it's also the way that they prefer to be paid and and how they their their actions are different than affiliates. Affiliates are trying to drive the sale. Uh, influencers largely are introduced in the product. But once you start explaining it. And to your point, once you start talking to creators, you realize there's really not a huge difference between the two channels. It's just there's a lot of education uh, that needs to be sort of like explained and, and clarified in the in- influencer marketing space because it's still the Wild West. There's no rate cards. Creators can charge whatever they want. Brands don't know. They don't know yeah. how to track performance. Um, so there's a lot of uh, need for a company like Impact.com, but there's there's a lot of education that's needed first uh into the space mm-hmm. so that that's what i meant by those two things got it and what do you consider to be kind of like the choke point or the bottleneck there like is it um building the network of influencers that are there on impact.com that are discoverable or is it more like convincing the ad- uh, advertisers quote unquote or publishers to use the influencers yeah, so the influencers will come with the brands. That's the thing. Um, whenever there's a brand that you like working with, and this is just public service announcement, if you go down to the website and it says become an affiliate or become an influencer, you can click on it and just start working with them right away. So the influencers are on the platform. They're, they sign up for free. Um, it's not difficult, but the brands need to be on the platform and they need to have campaigns for the creators. So right now, mm-hmm. our focus is on loading in the brands um, because they have their own, a lot of them have their own influencer networks networks already. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other aspect is just driving awareness that we're in the space. I mean, it's yeah. an education for sure as to what we view affiliate marketing to be and what we think it can be. It's different than what other people do, but it's also a, the fact that we're entering a market that's 
a little saturated. There were, I don't know how many startups uh, over COVID for influencer companies. Um, some of them are still there. Some of them are not. But there's there's a lot of technology solutions out there to try to, 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 to fix this industry, right? To try to um, standardize it in some way. Uh, and, and no one's really done that yet. So I think there's opportunity, but it's it's getting our name out. I'm confident you guys will be able to do it because like, I'm even surprised to say that you guys or that you ha- feel that there are a lot of competitors. Cause I, I kind of put y'all up like up here, oh, like thanks. most of those competitors, they seem like little kind of fly by night, you know, companies, Yeah. which like, you know, I'm sure that they could connect a brand with an influencer, but they probably don't have the depth and the suite of tech and tools that you guys have. No, I think our our tracking and reporting is definitely more robust than anything you're going to see out there. And, and the marketplace is larger also because we've been building our marketplace for however many years we've been in business. So um, that's a that's a huge amount, hundreds and millions even of, of different publishers that are in the platform that are willing and ready to partner um, and influencers too. So yeah. yes, there's scale there that, that we have as an advantage for sure. I'm about to sign up to be an affiliate of your guys. You should. For everybody listening, go to chrismechanic.com slash impact. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, cool. Well, this has been awesome, Christy. I've really enjoyed it on many levels. I'm very, very impressed by you and by impact. Uh, and your team sounds amazing too. I'd love to meet them someday. Yes, I would love for you to meet them. They're, they are amazing. And thank you. This has been really natural and fun conversation cool all right well it's time for the lightning round are you ready i think so three quick questions just shoot from the hip no no prep required no answers right no answers wrong okay all right if you were to start a side hustle what side hustle would that be oh i make jewelry i would definitely be selling my jewelry love it i'd be a b2b influencer you already are (laughs) (laughs) um Number two, top three reads, books, authors, podcasts, whatever you want that have uh, made an impact on you. Um, I would say people would be very Gary V. I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. I follow his give, give, ask methodology. If you don't know what that is, look it up. Um, mm-hmm. I think Seth Godin, you already mentioned, but he wrote a book called The Dip. And the dip is really helpful because it tells you when to stick it out and when to quit. And sometimes quitting is the right thing to do. Uh, very mm-hmm. good short book. And then measure what matters. Uh, that has been really important for my career. Um, it's been really important to every business I've been a part of. Um, basically, you know, paying attention to the metrics that matter, the OKRs um, or organizational key results. So Love that. Yeah, what gets it. measured gets managed. That's what my business partner always says. Oh, I like that. I like that. That's a good point. Cool. And then third, uh, and you kind of alluded to this already, but what do you do to avoid burnout and to help your team also to avoid burnout? Um, So I make jewelry, (laughs) (laughs) but what I do for the team um, and what I, I hope, you know, I can't, I can't force them to do, but what I'm asking everyone to do is take one mental health day a month. Um, it's needed every month. There's always a day that you need. So I'm, I'm asking people to take them. The other part is we don't just talk about work. Um, anytime we have a team meeting, we go around and we talk about a highlight, personal or professional that we want to share with the rest of the team. Oh, and that's awesome. another big part of it is walking, walking meetings. I'm on Zoom. I have Zoom fatigue. Sometimes I just want to turn the camera off. Sometimes I want to go for a walk, get out of the house. Um, that's Those are sort of my tips. Love it. Love it. 
Well, those are good ones. Well, um, again, Christy, this has been awesome for everybody listening. If you enjoyed this, if you learned something, if you laughed a little bit today, drop us a like or a comment uh, or a five-star review wherever you pick up your pods. Uh, we are about to wrap, but Christy, let everybody know um, if they want to learn more about you or Impact, where would you direct them? Definitely LinkedIn. Uh, my name is Christy Ebert Garcia. There's no H C R I S T Y. That's the biggest mistake. But if you can get past that, you will find me. Um, so that's a great place to connect. I I read all my messages and um, and add friends all the time. So nice. All right. Well, that's been another exciting episode of Revenue Driven CMO. Christy, stay on the line just one second. Uh, but for everybody else, we'll see you next time. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining us here today. For show notes and other episodes, visit us at revenuedrivencmo.com. That's revenuedrivencmo.com. And hey, exclusive for listeners of this podcast, Web Mechanics will do 10 to 20 hours of work for you for free. Literally no sales calls, no BS. Just give them a problem and they will put a team to work for you for free for 10 to 20 hours. Even if you're already a client, if you're struggling with demand gen, lead gen, SEO, SEM, Google ads, LinkedIn ads, conversion optimization, if you can't get Facebook or meta ads to work for the life of you, or you can't figure out attribution, Web Mechanics will take a good hard look at whatever problem you give them, whatever programs you put in front of them, and they will give you an objective, informed opinion, plus some advice from 10 to 20 hours of senior level attention. And that's just because you're a listener of this podcast. So I would suggest take them up on this offer. It's ridiculous. Go to revenuedrivencmo.com slash free, fill out the two minute form and you will not regret it. Literally zero downside, unlimited potential for growth. So do yourself a favor, revenuedrivencmo.com slash free, no hyphens, no punctuations. You will be happy about that decision. 